A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode where today I'm joined by a lady, a fellow Brit. She's based in uh, in East, uh, is it East Yorkshire? I'm sure she'll correct me in a moment when she speaks. The lady in question is Gail Acaster. Gail, a very warm welcome to you. Well, hello, Paul. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast. Yes, it's East Yorkshire, um, a little town called Beverly. So very, very pretty and um, very, very nice. So yes. <laughs> But there's at the name. moment. <laughs> there's a name, listeners. That was the name of my uh, my one and only wife, my ex-wife, uh, which is totally <laughs> irrelevant to this conversation, but we throw it in anyway. Oh, <laughs> Beverly. Yes. <laughs> I've got no ex-wives called Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and listeners, you know, just on this humorous kind of icebreaking note, I'm very, very, uh, they say pride's a sin. Well, I must be very sinful because it gives me great pride to say that to Gail's from my uh, formerly from my hometown in Nottingham in the UK. So we've got quite a bit in common before we even start, Gail, have we not? Oh, absolutely. I think Nottingham is the hub of England, isn't it? Um, very, very industrious. But yes, I'm very proud to say that I'm from Nottingham. I was born in a little... Um, little place called Mansfield so it's not always got the best rap but um <laughs> yes I, I do miss my Nottingham roots um, but I do visit quite a lot so yes lots in common Paul. Well listeners what uh, Gail and I decided was uh we're gonna have a look at uh, this fascinating title and Gail certainly got the substance to back this up and, and that'll unfold throughout the conversation or the dance as I uh, affectionately call it and the title is, This is How I Will Change the World. But like I say, more about that in a moment. Gail, I want to go back to this roots thing about us. You know, we've got Sherwood Forest between. You're in Mansfield. I'm more in the heart of inner city Nottingham. And in between, probably a little bit closer to you in Mansfield, actually, we've got the small matter of something called Sherwood Forest, haven't we? I know. I know. It's actually really funny because my children who were approaching young teens, actually asked me if I knew Robin Hood himself. How old do they think I am? <laughs> so I assured them that I do not did not know Robin Hood, nor made Marion or go to school with them. So cheeky little things at kids nowadays. But yeah, Sherwood Forest, it's a beautiful place, very inspiring. And I spent quite a lot of my youth, um, I guess, going to Sherwood Forest, which probably leads me on to the trees and the, the fascination and, and I suppose passion for the trees as I've, I've gotten older, um, which sounds a little bit... <laughs> It sounds a bit sort of funny, but yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful place and, and famous, renowned, mm. um, is Sherwood Forest. Did you, Paul, did you ever um, manage to, to spend a lot of time there? Because I know obviously you're overseas now. Um, not a lot of time, but what that's a beautiful segue question, because what happened about, what, 18 months ago, I had one of my clients come over uh, from France and I took her to see Sherwood Forest. 
and it was absolutely mystical. We was walking, we parked in the, uh, I uh, parked in the car park there, we walked over to the Major Oak, I did a promotional video um, and did a, uh, I say a promotional video, I did a video with Friar Talk and Morda. Um, oh, wow. Morda was the forest witch and she used to concoct <laughs> potions to, um, she used to treat Robin Hood and the Merry Men when they'd been in, in battle and they got scars and grazes and wounds. And she used to treat little John for his uh, his hangovers when he'd been on the mead, which was quite oh. rare all accounts. It's a fascinating <laughs> three-minute video. And that was, as I say, about 12, 18 months ago. But just walking through there, Gail, to answer your question, we both felt this very, very surreal spirit, this energy. It yeah. shook us both. I mean, it, and I don't mean, oh, this is nice. It really hit us both individually. And one of those things, and I know this may sound a bit woo-woo, listeners, but you just <laughs> cannot put your finger on it, but it really, really got inside of us both. Absolutely. There's actually um, there's actually science behind that. So for those, I mean, I'm very much with the with you on that, Paul, with the spiritual side, the, the euphoric feeling. Um, I'm lucky enough to be not far from Dolby Forest up here. So it's not as good as Sherwood. <laughs> I'm sorry, those listeners that are avid Yorkshire fans, but no, it's it's actually there's a science behind it. We had a lady, um, an author, Faith Douglas, who um, talked about faith and um, she talked about forest bathing and it's the trees actually secrete um, essential oils they actually um, secrete so it's a well-known fact that your mental health will be boosted within 20 minutes of being in that environment so whether you are you know spiritual and I mean I am very spiritual I, I, I feel that the benefits and I've done most of my thinking contemplating and big um, life decisions out in nature in all honesty um but yes there's an actual science behind that which is fascinating mm. and i do in a way that i you know clearly at the deepest level one of the things i've learned or i don't know if learned is because that puts it in the head but come to know around this this spirituality um is is that we are connected and when people try and you know try and make it scientific i just leave that behind i don't get into that it's that just that accepting that letting go that knowing of what is this connection and as i say just that day walking through the uh, you know through the forest with the with this uh, young lady from from france um how we we just knew that we were connected and we haven't seen each other since and that's fine but it's knowing that that connection with us all, irrespective of what the dynamic is, um, is so deep and profound. And it's beyond, dare I say, most levels of understanding. And it's one of those, for me, it's the epitome of faith. Yes. I think for us humans, you know, we, we kind of get um, involved in our day-to-day -day busy lives and actually don't realise uh, we are part of the bigger picture you mm. go out in nature and it, it kind of makes you feel um small it kind of makes you feel um what's the word it, a little bit vulnerable because you you know you realize that this earth and this this world is is so powerful and, and magnetic that you know it does kind of give you that sense of um inner peace i guess um you know and it makes you feel that 
you're well not insignificant everybody's human life is is purposeful and, and important but it kind of makes you feel that so if you do have troubles and you do have worries or you have bad times in your life it does actually make you think actually we're part of a bigger picture here um and the world and the environment is very healing mm. interesting word there gail i love that word absolutely love that word vulnerable yes so i think we all vulnerable let me ask you a question then. Um, I mean, you know, Mansfield listeners, for those that aren't aware, is a, <laughs> is a very earthy part of, well, Nottingham, I think, is, is a very yes. earthy city anyway, generally. Uh, and Mansfield uh, is certainly maintains that uh, perception. Um, some, you know, some of the people I know, at the risk of sounding judgmental, the absolute salt of the earth come from Mansfield. They're straight as they're straight as they come. They speak from <laughs> the heart. They tell it the way that, but they give the, the shirt off their back and then go and buy you another one as well. I mean, <laughs> you know, real kind of down to earth, good, solid, um, earthy people. But that word vulnerable, Gail. Now, certainly when I was brought up in that earthiness of inner city Nottingham, one of the conditionings I had was big boys don't cry. Uh, yeah. And within that is this whole thing about being vulnerable. Because I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to flirt with this massive stereotype here. And I want you to challenge me, Gail, if you, if you feel so inclined. Because it's okay for girls to cry, but big boys don't yeah. cry. Yeah, any, any thoughts? Oh, totally. I mean, I've been working obviously with the, the ex-veterans, um, planting the trees. We've, we've obviously formed the Green Task Force um, along, alongside with the PAT Foundation to plant these trees all over the UK. That, that's the goal. Now, I've been working with um, Marines, with ex-soldiers, um, you know, that are told to shut up and put up. And they, they come out of the forces and they leave with this impression you know I have to be stiff upper lip um crap as I say I hope you don't mind me saying that but it's kind of they it's inbred in them and then they really struggle in day-to-day -day life um and by doing the, the tree planting and going out in nature it's kind of appealing to their softer side they're appreciating nature they're, they're planting trees they're, they're seeing that they're part of the bigger picture and, and helping the environment which ultimately these guys need and some of them have shared their stories to the likes of myself who feels empathy for the guys I too had a troubled start in life not with the forces but in my upbringing fully enough over in Nottingham and I found a sense of um, comfort going out in nature myself so speaking with the, the force ex-forces guys and um, some of them have, have got teary and apologized for this so it's kind of, you know, it's a, a pat on the back. Obviously, you can't, I can't physically hug anybody at the moment because of this COVID pandemic. Um, but it's it's a case of it's okay, you know, to cry and it's okay to speak about things. Um, life is a series of ups and downs and it's not a bed of roses. I'm a very positive person, Paul, as you are. And, you know, this is why we, we've um, arranged this chat and, and, and get on really well. It's because... Yes, you can be positive, but everybody needs to be vulnerable sometimes and everybody needs to cry. And I think the stigma that poor men do have nowadays is that it's a sign of weakness. Now, in my opinion, I think it's the bravest thing ever and shows strength, courage, 
um, and absolutely everything the opposite of, of, of weakness. 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Oh, I got on my soapbox then, didn't I? <laughs> you, you did, girl, but oh, I'll tell you what, you did a damn good job of it. <laughs> you did. I'm passionate, um, I'm, I'm passionate about people sharing their feelings and, yeah. you know, there's not enough in my books. Um, there's a stigma with going to a counsellor. I, I think people should go to, to counsellors as often as people go to the doctors for a common call because you, your mental health, um, physical things you can see, can't you? You know, physical things, colds, um, you, you have flu or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mention the COVID pandemic. There's enough talk of that at the moment, but any sign of illness, ailment, you go rest, you take medicine, you speak about it. Um, when it's inside, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling upset or you need to process things, people tend to hold it all in. Um, you know, I'm an avid believer of talking. I was told as a child that little girls should be seen and not heard and that you shouldn't speak about your problems. Um, and I, I got into my adulthood, I think about 35, Paul, and I've not shut up since. <laughs> mm. um, I've spent the past, I think, seven years not um, shutting up. So, and it, it's, it's the, it does you the power of good speaking about things and speaking to like-minded people. Definitely. If you go back to the middle eighties, there was a, a British telecom advert with Bob Hoskins, and I'll never forget this. And his his line yeah. was a uh, strap line is it's good to talk. And I never really understood the power of the you know what I've learned as the years have gone by is not only the power of vulnerability, listeners, but the power of simplicity. And it is good to talk because it's a release of energy. Absolutely. I can share, and I won't mention names, obviously, but I have had countless podcast guests on here where, you know, we've done a conversation, we've had a dance like Gail and I are doing now, and then afterwards, when the recording button's off, you know, he or she's invariably said X, Y, or Z. You don't realise how healing that conversation was to be able to talk, you know, and can I go a bit further now we're off here around A, B, and C? And, you know, I'll keep that to myself, listeners, but some of the stuff that gets put on the table off air is beyond profound. And that's part of the, the healing journey that goes with, uh, with the conversation, with talking, with, you know, irrespective of what body you're in, whether you're male or female, it's not about that. In fact, it's not even about the energy, the masculine or the feminine energy per se. It's just about the energy and that exchange. That's why I call podcast episodes a dance. Uh, 100%. It's a basic need for us humans to connect with other humans, you know, talking, speaking. And what's, what's, what's the best thing when, you know, you, you're feeling worried, you're feeling anxious, that the worst thing, sorry, is it's just, keeping it inside, you know, letting that mountain and, and, and bubble up, it affects your whole, your whole solar plexus. It, it can give you stomachache. It can actually give you physical ailments. Like when we come off air today, Paul, how, how much better are we going to feel with the rest of the day? We've started the day, you know, talking. I already feel good because we're, we're talking about um, positivity. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about the environment and, you know, the impact and, it does. I mean, how 
I notice in, in lockdown the first time round when I, you know, you're stuck at home and you're interacting online with people, which is great. You know, it's how we've done business. But how good is it to physically go outside and have a conversation with somebody? You know, that human interaction of chatting with facial expressions, um, you know, and feel feel somebody's um, expression. And, you know, it's so much better. And then also as well, I found that, especially with the veterans, they're sharing the stories with me. And some of them have real pain. Some of them have, you know, bad stories as we all have backstories and we've all had, you know, various pains in our lives. And it's that act of sharing it. You feel so much relief and it's it's so nice as a person to then actually know you've helped somebody. You've gone away and a problem shared is a problem halved. It's, you know, mm. I know it sounds a little bit cliche, but it really, really is good to talk. And, and if Bob Hoskins, I think that's going to be our new strap line, I think. Um, <laughs> it's a, a short term, well, it's a Londoner. So if it had been Nottingham, that would have been perfect for us, Paul. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, there's a whole stigma with men um, not opening up because it's it's the stiff upper lip. But I, I think that's changing now. I think the world is is changing in that sense. And the more and more people talk, the more and more people open up. Um, there's a lot of people in media now saying, you know, it's good to talk. It is actually it's making it a big universal impact on the world. Mm. Just listening to you there, Gail, around the, the Bob Hoskins thing, you know, being a, not from Nottingham, being a Londoner, just took my mind off, listeners, to uh, a certain football manager of, of renown from a few years ago from uh, hometown club of Nottingham Forest, uh, a manager, a quiet, unassuming character by the name of Brian Clough. Um, yes. and, and whatever I mean Clough was a genius he was an absolute genius love him all over him and I absolutely loved him but I mentioned this listeners in the context of Cluffy's one of Cluffy's things what Gail was saying there and he was on about the game of football uh, and a lot of the stuff I've done is around the game of life being very parallel to the game of football and, and Cluffy said this he said um, and please forgive the impression by the way the game belongs to all of us. It's not your game. It's not my game. It belongs to us all. And that's a great epitome in the metaphor of life that we're all in this together. So why wouldn't we muck in to help each other achieve goals? Why wouldn't we do that? But we don't do with is this kind of, I'm all right, Jack. I look after number one. Oh, absolutely there is a, there's a divide there's a percentage of people that are givers and want to help you know and you'll usually find that they are the more happy people um but there is that unfortunately i don't know if it's a human maybe a human nature thing a bit of an ego thing but there are a lot of selfish people out out there that it is a case of um like you say i'm okay sod you type of thing as long as i'm okay and you know my my family or, or friends are okay and it's if we kind of impacted on the world a little bit more that you know we shared some of our care with like you say we're all in this together we're all humans on you know this 
beautiful planet we call Earth, having an experience, um, sharing, you know, day to day things. We're all trying to pay our bills in whatever form, um, how we earn money and how we it has no relevance on. But unfortunately, there is kind of a bit of a hierarchy that the more money you earn, the, the more you are respected. And that shouldn't be the case, really. It should be we are all equal and, and people should be treated equal in my book. I love that word, Tret. That's a good old Mansfield <laughs> saying. That's a good old mining town saying, Tret. My, yes. uh, yes. I realise I'm at Sabatch. I can't be posh, can I? I can't make out. Oh, yes, I'm posh from Beverly in East Yorkshire. When I, no, it, 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 talking to you, it does all come out, Paul. It's, um, there you go, come out. Come, come out. out. Uh, come out. Come yeah. out. There's the, lingo. Uh, There's the lingo. You never lose it, do you? You never lose it. <laughs> Listeners, there was one, uh, an old boy I used to train with, an old pugilist uh, back in Nottingham, a uh, very, very good boxer. Uh, and he, you know, he was in his middle to late 70s and he knew the script, he'd been around and, you know, he'd been Nottingham born and bred all his life. And some, and, you know, we just, uh, between rounds, we used to reminisce about, you know, some of the old sayings and, you know, Grail was just used one there and, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's interesting with our American cousins now when we jump on, you know, uh, a call. Paul, tell it, give us an insight about, you know, a Nottingham <laughs> saying. And, you know, I'll ask them for one in America. And this fascinating dialogue that on the surface of it is very, very polarised. But actually, once you get chinwagging, <laughs> there's a word, chinwagging, talking. Chinwag, yeah, chinwag. <laughs> it's amazing how people can just connect isn't it i mean on a, a more personal note i um i was actually seeing a lady a few years ago from from poland and she'd only been in uh, the uk for you know three or four years so her english wasn't the best and we ended up living together for about a year but it's amazing how we communicated between me trying to speak broken polish her trying to speak broken english <laughs> bits of smatterings of spanish in between <laughs> um, and it's amazing how we but I always knew listeners when I was in trouble because that's a universal language and it's usually <laughs> epitomised by a frying pan coming flying across the room <laughs> yeah us women well I don't sort of those frying pans but um, us women apparently my um, children say I have the look and apparently it's, it's a woman um, it's a thing as soon as we look at you a particular way then, then you know you're in trouble so yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes that's universal no language barrier for that one <laughs> the um we touched on love this kind well not love necessarily girl but this kind of selfishness i'm all right mm. um but that brings in for me the question of self-love what's your views around self-love i, I mean is that the first and foremost thing that we focus on it's certainly my view that Without that self-love, without our cup being emotionally full and overflowing, we, we haven't got a lot to give to others anyway. Oh, yeah, totally. I've had a few ups and downs in, in life and, you know, and it's a case of when the, I suppose the shit hits the fan, so to speak. It's about, you know, you are accountable for yourself. And if you don't look after yourself and, you know, love yourself as a person, you know, warts and all um the the media portray this um perfection and we're all different we're all unique in our own ways and i think if you're not 
uh, as a person whole, I guess, you know, how can you then transpire that into other people, um, whether it's relationships, you know, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, whether it's personal, whether it's business or in any sort of um, what's the word, whether it's, whether it's any sort of um, conversation or any sort of relationships that you want to build if you're lacking in anything yourself or you're and I'm not talking about confidence sometimes people can say oh well they're, they're too confident or they, they can class as an ego thing there's nothing egotistical about being confident in your own skin now I don't know if that's an age thing um, or whether as you get older you kind of see the bigger picture but self-love is is the basis for everything I think and if you love yourself as a person you can then you know then you'll appreciate the, the love of nature for example you'll appreciate the love of you know your friends your family and, and everything that, that goes with that so in terms of self-love pause that that's a really good topic and I'm not sure that everybody can hand on their heart actually love themselves for who they are um there's areas I still need to work on it I'm growing I'm, I'm in my early 40s I've got you know loads of time left to, to work and grow and, and be be a better person be a better version of myself but I think a lot of us compare ourselves to other people and it's a case of um you know, oh, if they've got more money, then they must be a better person than me. And and nine out of ten times, the people that are sat in their ivory houses with their loads of money counting their cash are probably quite lonely. And it's, mm. I think we need to look in ourselves and, and heal. Um, I've spent a lot of years um, with counselling, with therapy and healing things from the past that I needed to heal. I've spent time in nature and I've done spiritual things as well as um self love and you know writing I find writing's very empathetic for me and, and very healing and, and when you can be that healed and whole person you can then give back to others and it kind of forms a whole cycle a world of life oh I've, I've gone off I've gone off again I've not Paula I'm very <laughs> so passionate. It's I'm very passionate in this in the whole <laughs> It is. I mean, I look at some of my friends and I, I've coached and helped some of my friends along the way. And, and it's kind of you ask yourself, you know, what makes you happy? What what makes you smile? What motivates you each day? And a lot of people can't answer that question. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's it's the core basis of what we are, you know, here as humans. I mean, it's a totally different subject um, as to the whole, you know, why we're here analogy. Um, I think <laughs> if we went on to that point, our podcast would would be hours and hours long because you know what is everybody's purpose um, in life and I think if you can make a difference I think if you can make yourself happy and transmute that light to others what more is there to you know to leave this plane of existence and know I made a difference there um I made even one person happy you know um that's kind of how I see things I love that. Absolutely love that. And that, listeners, is epitomised by my own journey of decades from desperation, darkness, despair. And I mean decades, addiction, violence. You know the script. I'm not going to keep going on about the backstory because it's just a story. Um, but what's interesting about that is I've come out the other side now and I'm very, very clear around my values within the, the five L's. The first one is life how precious life is. In this moment, we're in this human body. I'm a male, Gail's a female. 
that's that's a body. It's, it's in many respects, I won't say it's irrelevant because that would be undermining the importance of humanity. But mm. in the grander scheme, it's just a temporary vehicle. It's just a temporary car that we, we, we're involved in, we're driving for that proverbial three score 10. Although I do want to go on record, Gail, as saying this, you know, <laughs> the game of life we play, in a cup match, you can play 120 minutes of football. So you've got your 90 plus 30. Mm-hmm. I'm at half time. I'm at half time at that 120. So I've got another 60 to go. And then yeah. I'm hoping there's going to be extra time on top of the extra time because there's a lot of work to do. So <laughs> the game of life. So life is the first one. The second L is learning. We're here to learn. Experiences that you've alluded to, Gail. It's all about human experience. Take the learning from it and move on. And sometimes that can be challenging. But the essence of it is love. It's about loving and that self-love. And why? Why do we do that? So we leave a legacy for those behind. And the final L is loyalty. And what does that mean? Does that mean to your partner, Paul? Not necessarily. It can do. But more importantly, to thine own self, be true. It's your life. You're the captain of your ship. Nobody else. To thine own self, be true. Be loyal to yourself. Any thoughts oh, on that? Love that, Paul. Love that. And in fact, it, it's it really inspiring. It's I've kind of I'm totally on the same ethos with you in, in that sense. My whole outlook. Yes, people have um, bad things happen in life. I didn't have very good parents and didn't have a good start in life. And you know, I'm then led on to be a parent myself. Now, I didn't form that circle. I I literally took that attitude of. There's two types of things, I think, when life gives you challenges. Some people tend to go and be a little, kind of in on themselves and be a little bit of a a pity party. And I don't mean that to sound harsh because some, you know, there's some awful things that happen in this life. How I look at it is, yes, you get one life. um, There's no rehearsal for this we're not going to get a second chance you know if you believe in the spirituality and that your soul um yes it's a soul it's a spirit in this is a vehicle this human body like you say i'm totally on the same path there so assuming that our spirit leaves for another vehicle in the next life we don't know anything about it so you know we're here as a one chance it's a one chance to to experience and yes when things happen that are out of your control it's about accepting them thinking right well that was their issues that was their problems and you know it's what you learn from it to then you know make yourself a better person I've learned from every life experience that's been put upon me and it's a case of you know how can I learn from that and then help somebody else and that's fulfilling we don't leave this planet and this this plane of existence with material things we leave with life experiences we leave with memories we leave the legacy of what we was as a person and if you can't heal those issues if you can't learn from those issues and you know love and respect yourself I'm proud of all the the experiences that happened um you know I'm not going to sit here and say well my daddy hit me as a as a child and you know that means I'm going to grow up to be somebody violent I'm going to learn on the behavioral patterns that actually you know that was his issues and it's made me appreciate 
um, people that do treat me well. And it's made me appreciate, you know, that I'm a good parent to to my mother and it's uh, to my children, sorry. And it's made me appreciate the fact that, you know, I can be a better person and learn from this and, and pass that on to then, you know, leave my legacy. Everything we learn, everything we go through in life is a learning experience and it's about moments. We can't wake up and have every single day being happy. Um, COVID, for example, was a right curveball. And but it's made everybody learn. It's made everybody appreciate the value of having a conversation, going to your local coffee shop and sitting down and having a coffee because it's it was taken away. Uh, from us so you know my my attitude is very life is very simple and life is very learn from it and um, you know show that love be be that loving person and set examples um how many times have you I don't know you know had a bit of a bad day and you thought you know what come on let's pick myself up here and you set your mindset for the day and you've gone out and you've smiled at somebody you know a stranger and they've smiled back and you've kind of but if I'd have gone out that day and been very negative and gone oh you know this is life this is I'm low here this is bad and life's this it's a downward spiral so and there again I've gone off on the whole <laughs> there but it, it is we, we get no dress rehearsal for this life we have one life and it's about you know leaving that legacy I want to leave this plane of existence knowing that um I inspired people that were having you know bad times that to come through it to absolutely keep going I like you Paul have had times where you thought wow you know it life is really really bad here um, and it's a case of you have to set the mindset and just think right I, I was I, I do this analogy this will make you laugh I if something bad happens or something um happens in life I go plot twist <laughs> and I say that little phrase in my head and I carry on and I think right how can I eliminate this because in my mind although these horrible things happen in life and especially when people you know death I've been unfortunate to lose people in my life too and, and it's it's a horrible feeling but you kind of you've got to say to yourself right what can I learn from this how can I carry on how can I pick myself up um heal the sadness heal the, the grief and and you know make the most of it um because the, there's nothing worse than than death everything else in life is solvable um sad good um you know nothing's worse because that is final you're gone <laughs> and it, there's no coming back so um so yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on that. My philosophical thoughts on a Monday morning. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's good to talk, you know, girl. It's good to talk. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Good old Bob Hoskins. We should name this uh, Bob Hoskins. It's good to talk. <laughs> yeah, the, we'll um, make loads of money. I want to finish off, girl, by answering your well, being allowed to offer my own insight around your your question. Um, towards the end there around, you know, what's the purpose? Why are we here? Park that thought for a moment. I want to invite you in, Gail, to share your contact details because I found this absolutely, this dance, fascinating. So, you know, if you could give us uh, some contact details, how listeners can find out that, you know, for the show notes, find out more about you, that would be great. 
Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I'm actually, if you type in Gail Acaster on Google, I'm actually on all the social media forums. Um, I'm actually on YouTube. In fact, it will be good for my listen, uh, the, the listeners now here um, to look onto my YouTube channel. So through COVID, I needed a way of communicating. Um, being stuck inside, it was a case of, right, how can I sort of keep um, in the loop with everybody? And I set up a YouTube channel, firstly, to help people um, motivate. So we found that the weeks rolled into to one during COVID. And um, I did a Monday morning sort of motivate. So my business head, I use my employment because I work in recruitment. And I, I use that to, to sort of help people keep them in the loop in terms of economy. But I set up a positivity one as well, which I did on a Monday and a Friday and I've carried on doing it even though we're coming out of lockdown very slowly um, set up that and it also gives insight onto the tree planting I talk a little bit about myself on there so it would be a good insight into into my world um, if people are, would like to log on to that other than that you can get me I can send me an email I'm, I'm very good at responding to people info at gailacaster.co.uk and um yeah that's probably the, the easiest ways to get hold of me paul um along with facebook twitter and instagram i've used social media to my advantage here and, and tried to spread the word um whether it's you know my, the tree planting whether it's business or it's actually to to make a difference in the world I'd love to be some positivity coach um, somewhere, you know, later in my days when I'm unable to um, to work and, and be as sort of physical. I think it would be very, very nice in, in later years to be some some old ladies spreading the positivity in the world. So <laughs> we, we shall see. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. So the question I want to come back to, Gail, to um, share my own thoughts around it, if I may, around, you know, why are we here? What's our purpose? For me, it's very, very, very simple, very simple. And it's this, we're here to learn around self-love and to leave that legacy. So what does that mean? Anne Lamott, uh, a great American writer, she coined, uh, or she created this, this muse of a lighthouse and she coined this phrase, lighthouses don't go chasing all over the sea looking for ships to save. They stand there and shine. And that's um, what our purpose is. I believe that with everything I've worked through, through decades of, of darkness, of lightness, of love, despair, cut the whole shooting match, to, to understand now that what the purpose is for us as human beings. And it's to embrace that self-love, to fill our emotional bank account so we're rich enough to finance others emotionally. And that's our legacy. That's the simplicity of it for me. Last word over to you, Gail. Any thoughts around that? Wow, Paul, you just give me goosebumps saying that because I once saw a spiritual person, wow, gosh, years ago, and she was very, she was a Reiki master who was very in touch with, you know, the purpose of life while we're here and, and gave me some really good insight. And 
one of the things she actually told me, she said, Gail, just shine your light. Mm. So, you know, not necessarily, you know, me, uh, me solely. Um, she said, just be yourself, just be this beacon of light. So the lighthouse analogy, I love that, Paul. But she said, just shine your light. And mm. I, it really resonated with me. And I've spent probably the past five years with that little seed in my head that, I will totally, that's my aim here. It would be nice to be that beacon of light and, you know, help others, help people, whether it's gaining employment, whether it's being a good friend, whether it's being a good um, mother, you know, family member, whether it's a partner in life. And it's, you know, the, the tree planting that we've got involved with the veterans, I go along and do shine my light with the, the veterans. It, you know, they come away from the day having... Um, you know, spoke with me, we, we have a little chirpy conversation like we are now, Paul, and it, it is about, um, and that, you know, to me is is my, I suppose, gift, it, there's no monetary values there, there's no um, monetary gain, it, it's about being, you know, loving myself, loving and, and being compassionate and, and having the love for others, um, so I'm totally that shine your light and the lighthouse is going to be on my vision board, I think, for the future. Brilliant. Well, listeners, I mean, what Gail and I intended to speak about, and, you know, she's she's alluded to it. Um, she's planted a few seeds throughout the conversation, <laughs> throughout the dance, around the work that she does with the veterans and et cetera. But that was going to be the main thrust of the conversation. Interesting, isn't it, when you get chin-wagging to use that uh, that Nottingham, that <laughs> uh, how you don't talk about that. But what we'll do, we'll invite Gail back to talk more specifically about that. And let's see, listeners, if Gail and I can actually manage to to stick to that and talk about that, rather than talking about the dog, the cat, and whatever <laughs> else comes into our thoughts. That's the art Absolutely. of conversation. Absolutely, there's a lot, lots more to to speak and and learn most definitely i'd love to come back on the show super take that as a as a given gail and uh, all that remains now listeners is for me to sign off by saying remember the world's changing how will you respond thanks very much for listening to this world game changers podcast episode hopefully you found it interesting and helpful drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>